Let's hang out, y'all. Gonna get crazy in a minute. crypto crow and i <laughs> i just thought it might just be fun we're gonna do all kinds of stuff and we'll just let it go for as long as it goes if it lasts a half hour hour three hours whatever we're just gonna kind of hang out um i've been doing some pretty decent videos i think lately i mean the one on dent has been blowing up my, my matrix ai video which personally i i can't believe it's only had like 500 views so far because that's an amazing video uh, but you know, it is what it is, you know, people, I don't know what it is. I think if people watch that damn video, they'd realize what kind of money they could be potentially making if they were to get involved with the project, but to each their own, um, you know, Aon was another really, I think, I think my recent videos have been pretty solid and, and, and they're basically like you would all expect. It's all pretty much straight from the guts, straight from, you know, what I feel based off of my own research, but you know, Every once in a while, I like to get a little crazy. I like to put on my tinfoil hat and just kind of wonder what if. And so I, I figured the first thing we're going to do before we kind of get into hanging out, and I'm going to go through chat. I might look up some coins for people, um, stuff like that. I saw some stuff about this recently, and I'm thinking, hmm, let's discuss this a little bit. Uh, I'm actually going to read a lot of this article. Well, maybe not a lot, but I'm going to read some of it. Um, and I'm just kind of going to go over what I think is happening, if anything at all. The title is Be Aware, Beware uh, of These Dates, because let's face it, that's clickbait. But uh, And it's what people are Googling, so hopefully people find this video when they're punching that sort of thing in. Um, but personally, I'm not sure it's something to be aware of. It could be something to embrace. Even though a lot of the conspiracy theorists and the nutters out there that love to make stuff, you know, out of nothing, uh, I don't know, it gives them a sense of importance. I'm not quite sure. But um, now, don't get me wrong, I'm all for research. Like, I used to live on a website called Above Top Secret uh, in the Black Vault because I used to be a huge conspiracy nut before I joined the Freemasons, which, yes, uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a Freemason. I, I've showed my tattoos and stuff in the past. Um, I'm not an active Mason though now. Like I, 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 so just to give you guys some preface to the, to what I'm talking about, um, you know, a long time ago, years and years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine. He was a new friend of mine and he was going through, um, this, this little book. He's reading this funny little book and, um, you know, he was basically telling me he was working on becoming a Mason. And I thought, oh, wow, what's that? You know, I thought, like, I was thinking bricklayer or something. I was truly ignorant to the whole Freemasonic thing back then. Uh, I was in my early 20s. I know that. So, uh, 
And he he's like, you know, we we made long story short, we got to talking, and after like three hours of talking, he swore up and down I was a Mason, and then I was playing it off because he wasn't a Mason yet, and then I was playing with his head, and you know, it wasn't the first time, and all this. He went on and on about how he was, he just swore I was a Mason, and I'm like, dude, I'm not a Freemason. I didn't know what any of this shit was until I met you. And he goes, well, if you're really not a Mason, you need to go home and look. He's like, ask one to be one, is what he said. He's like, you need to go research on the internet. And he's like, now remember, like, more than half of what you find on the internet's not true. It's a bunch of made-up crap. And he goes, but some of it is true. And he's like, you know, you have to read it all, see what you think, and then if you're interested, let me know. I spent, like, three years, <laughs> three years reading everything. I, I even have a book that I bought, it's actually in the other room, um, it was from an old senator's estate. I wish I would have grabbed it so I could show you. But basically it was, um, it's like this Freemasonic book. I still haven't read through it, but there's all kinds of shit in this book. And it was from, a, I think it was an Ohio senator, and it was from his estate, and they didn't know what it was. And it was from like 1930-something. or I mean, it gets old. It's an old book. Um... And, um, you know, and I, there was a point where I wanted to collect Freemasonic stuff. So anyway, the long and short of it is I, I had asked my aunt Julie who, you know, she's super Catholic, everybody in my family, super Catholic and, and basically asked everybody, you know, what are your thoughts on, on Freemasonry? And, and at first, you know, like my aunt Julie was like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know a whole lot about it. Why? Why do you ask? You know, like, this is a phone conversation we had like, I don't know, 20 years ago. Uh, 18 years ago, maybe. And, um, and I said, because I was talking to a friend a few years ago and I've been researching this entire time and I was thinking of joining them. And then all of a sudden she became the scholar on Freemasonry, like knew everything, knew people, knew all kinds of stuff. And she's like, if you want to live a life of wealth and all you care about is material gain and power over others, then you be my guest. And she was kind of like shitty about the whole idea that I was going to actually join this group. So at first I was like, wow, I, there must be something to this. If my aunt Julie like is going to play coy, apparently my great grandfather was a 33rd degree Freemason 33rd being an honorary degree for like, you know, good deeds and doing different things in your life. And, um, I guess they, I guess a bunch of Freemasons showed up at his funeral and, um, we're trying to do a bunch of stuff and they were like ushered off by other family members. And it was like a whole big deal. And so, you know, for me to say that, um, so I, I ended up becoming a Mason, right? I, I was actually raised as a master Mason in the Grand Lodge of Indianapolis, Indiana, which is in Diana. It was like, a, it was a crazy experience. Let me just say that. Like, if you want to, like, uh, just go watch Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> it wasn't quite like Eyes Wide Shut, but the the eeriness of it all was kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was like, you knew you were in a different world. And, you know, I'm not giving away any secrets or anything. I'm not trying to get hoodwinked and, like, <laughs> whatever. But um, I will say just waiting outside. I remember we were waiting for the Grand Lodge to open. And there was, like, a fleet of black Cadillacs with tinted windows that rolled up. And it was basically all the hires up. And or the higher-ups. And it was like, man, this is kind of, like, it's, like, ominous, you know. And, and, and so... Everything was cool, but then you, and then not, you know, after all was said and done, um, you know, I ended up, it's like, you're basically surrounded by a lot of really old men and talking about fish fries and, you know, like what, what the Eastern stars up to. And like, it's just not really a big deal. Like, 
from the from the third degree uh, as a master mason, you kind of um, you can choose which you want to go Scottish right or York right from that point. A lot of people end up picking the Scottish right because that's where you go up into the thirty second degrees, uh, potentially thirty third. Um, and then the other one doesn't really have like a ranking system like that. And, and like the York, right, I think. And so it's, it's, um, a lot of people don't go that route because it's not as prestigious. You can't run around like, oh, I'm a 32nd degree. And it's like, that's a big thing because to get each degree, um, you have to do a lot of work and like my memory is not good enough anymore for a lot of that stuff. Let's just say that. And uh, for whatever reason, I go live and the cat wants to just start going crazy like she hasn't been fed in a month, even though she's fat and eats way too much. So the long and short of it, and the whole point of me sharing this is I've spent years researching Freemasonry. I know lots of Masons. I know judges, federal agents. Like I know, like in the UK, it's my understanding, unless it's changed, like you couldn't even become a judge unless you were a Freemason. And it's not necessarily because it's this ploy for world domination. It's just, it's more of a loyalty thing. It's like, you know, we want to know that you can keep your mouth shut. Because when you're in Lodge and you're meeting a lot of these people, they tell you a lot of things in confidence. Business ventures, politics, things like that. There are some pretty prominent and powerful people in Freemasonry. And it's a brotherhood. And that's really where the secrecy comes in. It's not like anybody's passing out flyers like, okay, the next point of our global agenda that we need to conclude by next Friday is X, Y, and Z. It's nothing like that. That's silly nonsense. But there are a lot of people that want to believe that that's what it is. Like everybody meets in some underground cave and like has seances and, and sacrifices virgins and shit. And then like, I don't know, goes over a chalkboard with what, what, you know, like what part of the world they want to dominate this week. Let's face it. There are hundreds of secret societies in the world. I mean, there are hundreds of them. I mean, they're like the Rothschilds and the, the Bilderbergers and the, skull and bones and i mean there are just so many like i don't even remember like uh, geez there's so many i've got giant books in my office about freemasonry secret societies and all that stuff there are a lot of them and in any secret society there will always be a noble few who obtain or attain a certain status in the world that gives them power and if they get that status while a freemason then a lot of that stuff whether they are good or bad end up being attributed attributed to the group that they're in especially if it's considered a secret society when in reality it's only a society with secrets now <clears throat> to say that there isn't any cohesion or group work or um you know let's face it freemasonry and other secret societies are a fantastic network of typically pretty fairly powerful individuals from cops all the way up into politics to the presidency of the United States. So if you're going to plan something big, it's probably a good circle to be in, right? So no, there's no human sacrifices. Uh, that's silly. If there are any, I've never seen one. Now, this brings me to this topic of discussion. Beware the 10th of October, one of two possible remaining dates for the global reset. Now, the reason why this is a big deal, and I've been seeing it pop up in different places, and I figured I might as well go into it with my own spin, my own take on things. This is a cover of an issue of a 1988 magazine. It's January of 1988, The Economist. 
get ready for a world currency. And it's funny because I was just talking about in my Matrix AI video today about the potential for there being a one world currency. Um, and how, you know, like Matrix AI has the power, like when they launch their mainnet and they get their stuff going, I mean, that that could be a very prominent, uh, a very, <laughs> a coin with a lot of power. Let's just say that. I don't think that's the case. I don't think they're the one world currency. And I honestly don't necessarily think Bitcoin is either. Because I'm going to get into that. I know that a lot of people want to say that it's Bitcoin, but I don't think that that would be the case. We have to figure out, you have to remember who we're dealing with here. Now, this is an article that was written. Now, the Silver Doctors, it's silverdoctors.com. Obviously, these guys sell gold, silver, all kinds of stuff. And they're always putting articles out there to try and promote the sale of such, right? The world economy is going to end by gold and silver. It's kind of one of those things. You hear commercials on it all over the radio, and it's just, it's what they do. However, this article in particular kind of, it, it shows a coin, um, and it shows a big gold coin, but there's also a symbol in the center here that I've never seen anybody really mention. Is that a zero? What is that? Is that Omega? Is that Orion? Like, what the hell is that? I honestly don't even know. I'm asking the question. <laughs> I just noticed that nobody has ever really said exactly what the hell that is in the center there, which my guess is it's, it is a symbol of some, of some sort, um, but I don't know what it means. So anyway, into this article, this is an update to my August 12th post on Silver Doctors titled Beware of August 15th, wherein I stated that the Rothschild-owned Economist magazine issue of January 1988 gave us a 30-year advance notice as to their planned currency reset. A currency reset. They made it quite clear in their cover illustration with their Freemasonic Phoenix, which this isn't even a Freemasonic Phoenix, I don't think. Um, a, the Freemasonic Phoenix is actually a double-headed Phoenix. Not this, I don't even know what this is. Um, I guess technically it's meant to represent uh, the Phoenix. I mean, it is on The Economist, and I have seen this elsewhere, but like the Ordo Abkeo Phoenix is actually double-headed. It's not just one, but I could be wrong somehow about that. Um, I mean, well, we can go in and just plug it in. Ordo Abkeo, which is order from chaos. Yeah, it's a double-headed phoenix. Um, it's been years since I've looked at a lot of this stuff, to be quite frank with you. But the double-headed phoenix is the it's the symbol for Ordo Abkeo, but it's also the symbol for the 33rd degree. So this is on a lot of pins and things like that for honorary 33rd degree masons. Um, yeah. And there are different versions of it. So, okay. Um, where am I at? All right. So, they made it clear in their cover illustration of the Freemasonic Phoenix rising from the burning pyre of paper fiat currencies with a gold coin hanging around its neck stamped 2018 with the bold cover title, Get Ready for a World Currency That We Should Prepare. Okay, cool. I actually kind of like where this is going so far, but that's just me. I, I could be wrong. I suggested in August twelfth, in, in my August twelfth article, that if twenty eighteen is their chosen year for the reset, that there were three possible dates yet in twenty eighteen for the reset to occur. Those being August fifteenth, which has already come and gone, October tenth, which is tomorrow, uh, and November eleventh. Now, from my experience both as a Freemason and studying Freemasonic lore and all kinds of other stuff, morals and dogma. Uh, I have that book. I have 
Uh, I have all kinds of crazy books on, on conspiracy theories, secret societies, you name it. Dates such as 11, 11, 11, uh, you know, dates like that or dates that could be compounded by three to make a particular number. Those dates are more prominent in a lot of this conspiracy stuff than August 15th or uh, October 10th. But that's just from my experience. So if I were to hazard a guess, if anything were to take place, it would likely be November 11th. However, a lot of people are, are saying that October 10th or tomorrow is the predicted date because it says 10-10-2018, which would be October 10th. Fair enough, touche. However, the other point that's being made about this is the October surprise. Now, I saw this in another gentleman's video, and unfortunately, I don't have it down here to show everybody, but I was watching a little tidbits of it. I was watching a lot of different stuff. Um, October surprise. Any political event orchestrated or apparently orchestrated in the month before an election in the hopes of affecting the outcome. So I have to then ask myself, why exactly would anybody be doing anything on October 10th of this month to change the election or to affect an election? And what impact would this have on an election right now? The majority of the populace still doesn't necessarily understand Bitcoin or blockchain technology. That's the whole point of me doing the Chainwise convention in February. My hope is that we start to go up on an incline, things start to come back, people start getting more involved and they want to learn about how they're going to make a million dollars in 2019 and 2020. So they come to the conference. So that's my hope. However, I don't see how this is going to change much in the near future. Um, I don't know what could be expected. Now, August 15th has come and gone, which leaves now October 10th and November 11th. For reasons mentioned in my previous article, October 15th is a very important date due to, due to the victors that run the world. Let's review if anything of importance happened this August 15th. By reviewing the two charts, you'll see that the U.S. dollar abruptly peaked at 9698 on that exact date while gold abruptly bottomed at 1160 which that again doesn't make a lot of sense given the fact that a lot of this is touted as something dis disastrous like something crazy and terrible is going to happen why would gold bottom during a period like that because if fiat currency is about to be wiped off of the earth for a one world currency why would people basically sell their gold into fiat I'm not, I'm not sure how, how that makes any sense because typically gold is supposed to be, you know, like if, if there's a big nuclear war or something like that, everybody says, oh, well, fiat's not going to work anymore and you're going to need a barter system and you're going to need this and you're going to need that. So either stack up on cigarettes or stack up on gold. <laughs> so I don't know why, why that was the case on that particular date. Given the importance of that date to the victors, I believe this date was chosen to be their important turning points in these two highly manipulated markets. I'm just going to say it. If I were to pick a one world currency, I'm just going to say it wouldn't be Bitcoin. It would be Ripple. It would be Ripple. If I, I mean, and I'm not saying that to show Ripple or to pump Ripple or anything, but let's face facts. It's fast. They've, they're, they're setting up an infrastructure with like Swell and all this other stuff where they're going to basically have these nodes running all over the globe so that the transactions are super quick. And I, I just, and it's controlled by bankers. It's ran by bankers. It's ran by venture capitalists and all these powerful groups that are not going to let that die. Like they're not going to let that go to the wayside. 
They're going to do all kinds of shit to pump that coin whenever and if they whenever they feel like it. Bitcoin, on the other hand, is not controlled unless it is, and we don't know it. And this big reveal is, I don't know, maybe Satoshi Nakamoto comes out and reveals himself tomorrow and tells everybody, hey, guys, I'm part of this. This is who I am. Here's my proof. And by the way, I'm a part of this big elite group of people who've orchestrated this shit since the 1980s. And we're finally here. And here, here's where we're going from here. And then maybe Bitcoin goes and skyrockets into the the the, the, the in the places where you can't even buy it if you're a normal person, and away we go. But I don't think that's really the case. IMF, Bilderberg, Trilateral Commission, maybe they're all in on this. Maybe they're all in on cryptocurrencies. Who knows? If they are, good on them, because I think that what they're doing, uh, if that's the case, is well needed. I think it is time we get rid of the fiat currency. I think it is time we get rid of paper money that's worthless and constantly being inflated and you know, it's like, you know, shit, back in the day, you could buy a Snickers bar for 15 cents. Now they're like a dollar to $2. I mean, inflation is a bitch. And on top of that, we've got the IRS, which was never even a ratified organization to begin with. It's not even really like income tax. Apparently, I believe that income tax isn't even really a law. I believe that it's if you file your income tax and you file it fraudulently, you can still get in trouble. <clears throat> and I do believe that the IRS still has the power and the enforcement and the backing of the government as a whole to go after people that failed to pay taxes, file taxes, and so forth. Um, but it's bullshit. Like, the whole scheme is bullshit. It's, it's, it's not constitutional. It's not legitimate in any way, shape, or form. Yet, you know, extortion isn't either. But it doesn't, I mean, the mafia still gets away with that because they have the power to enforce it. You're going to pay us protection money or you're going to need protection. And we'll show you why if you don't pay. And that's just kind of how shit works. And unless you have the power to overthrow it or overcome it, you're fucked any way you look at it. So while it's all a big scheme and a ploy to drain the public of their money, it still doesn't change the fact that it's something you're going to have to deal with and it's likely not going to change. Now that we have some regulation in place for cryptocurrency, I do believe that we're looking at a potential swapping, I guess, if you want to call it that. Where, you know, fiat is is not necessarily the, um, I don't know if anything, maybe Bitcoin could be used to back something in particular. Or maybe there would be a launch of a new governmental issued cryptocurrency straight from Washington. Who knows? Either way, it would have to be backed by something. And it would likely be Bitcoin if that were the case. But, we, here we go. I mean, we can continue forward. For those who have not read, okay, read all that. Uh, maybe some people find it rather strange that all of us in the United States uh, in possession of a cell phone are going to be getting a call from the president on our cell phones. This nationwide FEMA public emergency broadcast via cell phones was supposed to occur on September 20th, but for some reason that date has been changed to October 3rd. This date is exactly seven days before the October 10th date. I have not received a phone call um, by, by anybody. <laughs> Uh, if I did, it's probably because I never answer my phone anymore. Seven is a very important number to the victors who rely heavily on numerology, the Kabbalah, and Gematria for their planned events. And if you think otherwise, I encourage you to Google Christina Lagarde's speech on January 15, 2014 on the occult meaning of their magic number seven. So watch for October 10th and any important clues before this date for the Great Reset. 
The last date that I gave in my prior article for the reset was to occur on November 11th, which happens to be the 100th year anniversary date of World War I. As I had mentioned, the Great War ended exactly on November 11th. I mean, there you go, 11-11, uh, 1918, because to the Freemasons, 11-11-11 equals 33. Okay, well, there you go. That's the point I made earlier, and that's true which is their top degree in their secret society organization. Now, I will say that as a conspiracy theorist myself, I actually believe there are more than 33 degrees. I just think the public only knows about 33 of them. If I were to hazard a guess, I would say there are 360 degrees that are only obtained over a lifetime of just a life, like, like a, you know, a Buddhist monk spends their lifetime honing their craft and working on this and that and doing everything. I believe they're probably 360 degrees overall. 33rd is an honorary degree, at which point when you achieve that rank, you might be given opportunities to you know, like exceed that. But I believe even those people are even a much fewer select group than even those that reach the 33rd degree. So that's just my own personal. I don't know that to be fact at all. Uh, but if I were to guess, because if I remember correctly, some of the stuff that I had read um, about ancient Egyptian um, hieroglyphics and symbolism that they had represented on different things basically went in 360 degree cycles and that some of those cycles were calculated based off of positions of the pyramids and the sun and the moon and all the stars and everything else. And there's a whole lot of shit to it that I don't remember really, quite frankly. I've forgotten a lot more than I know now. Um, but anyway, that's that's that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, President has planned on a huge military parade and ceremony for this event in Freemasonic, Washington, D.C., as stated in my previous article, but has since canceled it. Hmm. Wow, that's a bold claim, because there's no proof of that that I know of. He claims now that he will go to Paris instead for their huge planned event to commemorate this centennial affair. Paris is the Freemasonic heart of Europe ever since their planned French Revolution of 1789. So watch for November 11th and any important clues before this date for the coming Great Reset. Oh yes, I think I had also mentioned that it just so happens that there are 33 days between October 10th and November 11th. Coincidence. Uh, so, there you have it. I mean, look folks, I, I, I don't really know what to expect from this. Um, I, I, it's obvious something is coming down the pipe. I mean, the fact that this magazine article, this issue of The Economist came out in 1988 with 10, 10, 2018 and burning cash, um, with this Phoenix rising and all the symbolism. I mean, there's, there might even be more symbolism that meets the eye. I'd have to look closer at the bills, um, see who's on them. Cause that, I mean, that looks like global currency. I mean, that's not one particular, that's, like I see some American money down here. Uh, and I see, it looks like, I don't know, is that a Chinese yen? I don't know. Um, but there are, I mean, there's definitely different currencies on there. And I don't see that mentioned or talked about at all. So obviously they're talking about burning all global fiat and replacing it with something. And it looks like a coin. My question is, I mean, Bitcoin didn't even start until 2009. So if that were the case, and it's, if cryptocurrency is at all related to this article, that means that somebody from 1988 already had orchestrated blockchain technology in some way, shape, or form. Because they wouldn't put something like this out unless they already had a plan. Unless they already knew exactly what they were going to do. 
So I do find the story very interesting. I find it quite intriguing, to be frank, and I think that there's a good possibility that there's merit to it in some way. What that is, I have no idea. We'll either find out tomorrow or we'll find out between tomorrow and November 11th. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this craziness? Uh, I wonder who illustrated the cover. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even think there's a name for the illustration, uh, but that's a good point. I wonder who did illustrate it. Um, the story itself, that was by a guy named John Winkman. Uh, let's see, who illustrated... Who illustrated the cover of The Economist 1988? Um, um, predict a Bitcoin explosion. Economist Magazine cover, IDQ calls. Oh my gosh, this cat just drives me crazy. Get ready for the Phoenix. January 9th of 1988. Volume 303. It doesn't say. Nothing that I find says. So that's very interesting. I mean, look guys, I don't really care how you slice it. Cryptocurrency is going to end up becoming a one world currency one way or another. I mean, it, it's... You know, whether that's Bitcoin or something faster, more powerful and more controlled by the powers that are already in control of the current economies, um, I do believe the cryptocurrency in one way, shape or form is going to become a and, and I mean, and I mean, if you're a, if you're a spectator, if you're a holder, um, if you're in the space now, well, it's probably going to help you quite a bit if that's the case, because if that does happen, cryptocurrency is just going to end up going to the moon and 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 probably further than that. Uh, the crow coin will take over. <laughs> if you did not conform to the crow coin, you will get leg kicked to death. <laughs> That's right, Maverick T. Um, snake, snake eat snake crow. Be rich. Uh, Satoshi is the Federal Reserve. Oh, I would cry if that were ever the case. Um, what is the symbolism of thirty three? Well, I you know to go into the symbolism of of masonry and, and any of these groups it's such a huge rabbit hole like i i turned what i expected to be one night of research i mean so i'll show you guys one of the websites that i used to like live on i'm assuming it's still there because it was one of the biggest websites ever <clears throat> above top secret.com this is this was like my and i don't care about the articles i would always read the forums the forums are some of the biggest crypto or um, biggest conspiracy forums out there. Every one of these is a is a is its own thread or um, category. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. General conspiracies, aliens and UFOs, and then these are all posts, man. And they, I mean, there's 778 pages. I'm sure they prune the really old stuff, but you know, I mean, it's I would read and read and read. I'll show you the uh, I mean, if you want to get into some crazy stuff, so we've got New World Order and Secret Societies right here. Um, there's 11,518 topics in New World Order, 6,129 topics in Secret Societies. 
So, uh, I mean, pick your pleasure, man. I mean, you, you can find anything you want to. Masonic Lodge meetings and questionable activities. I mean, there are a lot of crazy people on these forums, but every once in a while, like I remember back when I was researching a lot of this stuff, I saw um, the time traveler, John Titer. Very convincing case, man. Very convincing. I still don't know whatever happened to that guy or or if anything. I mean, I, I know that uh, the guy claiming to be uh, Titer's family members ended up having to lawyer up. And, and I think there was a movie planned about the whole thing. And uh, I should look back into that. I do miss some of this crypto. Or I keep calling it crypto. It's not crypto. The conspiracy theory stuff. Because it is a lot of fun to read, even if it's only for entertainment. But I do believe that in, inside of every well-thought-out conspiracy theory, there's some elements of truth there that can lead you into different directions. And when you start... I started on a day of research about Freemasonry, and it I ended up going for three years. Like, three years of just reading every night, like, every waking moment, kind of like I do with cryptocurrencies today. So, um, crypto ATMs are going to grow tenfold. I actually thought about getting some crypto, uh, ATMs put up around the Cincinnati area, but I want to find out who, who comes to Chainwise. Um, I'm going to give myself a little, uh, plug here for the conference conference. Um, for those of you that don't know, when you go to Chainwise convention in Cincinnati in February, we've got 18 weeks and two days to go. Um, you're going to get free crypto, free crypto. As, as Crypto Kirby would say, get that crypto. Um, so uh, it's cheap, man. 20 bucks a day. Day two is pr pretty much going to be for, for newcomers, while day one I'm starting to focus on more now, which is more about B2B, higher-end stuff, higher-tech lectures, things like that for developers, for, um, you know, um, basically more than speculators and people that just want to like come and learn how to make some money. Um, so I'm going to be fleshing that out more soon. A lot of stuff being added, changed, uh, articles. So yeah, anyway, I'm hoping that people come to that. And if, if chain wise ends up doing really good, um, in Cincinnati, then I'm probably going to put uh, a, a handful of Bitcoin ATMs around the city, around the tri-state. Crow, have you read rule by secrecy? Um, I think I have that book. Let me let me see. Uh, um, oh, by Jim Mars. I think I do have this book. I have a few other Jim Mars books as well. Uh, second, I do believe a cryptocurrency will be the world currency. Which one? Hopefully Cardano, but who knows really. The direction our world is going, it might be the kitties on Crypto Kitties. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, look, you know, I, I think that I think that just about anything is possible at this point. But if I were to hazard a guess on anything that could become a world a world currency, it'd be something like either Ivy Coin or uh, Ripple. Ripple because it already has the relationships. Ivy Coin's like laying stagnant and dormant. I don't, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't. I haven't really heard or seen much of anything about them. Um, but I, I still have high hopes for them. It's one of my big picks, but um, they're they're dropping the ball pretty hard lately. Um, is ETH going to zero cents? No. ETH is not going... Ethereum is not going to go to zero cents, folks. There are a thousand different forks and different applications, platforms, protocols, and everything you can imagine under the sun being, having, being built right now and have been built on the Ethereum blockchain. ETH is not going anywhere. 
Uh, are you wearing eyeshadow? No, my eyes are just dark because they've been like that my entire life. My eyes have always just been dark. Um, Cardano all the way. Absolutely. Go Chainwise. Amen. Spread the word. Spread the word. Go to Chainwise.us. Do me a favor. Go to Chainwise.us and go share it on your Twitter and your Facebook and let the people know. Let everybody know about it. The tickets are priced so cheap so that anybody can afford to catch a red eye for 69 bucks from pretty much anywhere in the country and go to this thing um, for whatever day or both days if you want. So um, scroll up and read the first. Um, oh, second. First of all, income tax was created to support the USA in World War II. It was supposed to cease at the end of the war. Yes, it's criminal. Yes, it is. So I found this. I didn't even read this. I just saw the headline and left it open in case I wanted to go through it. A recent study from Juniper Research states that cryptocurrency market could implode and that transaction volumes are decreasing. These guys are rocket scientists, man. Like, absolutely. Like, the, the fact that they figured out what was going on in the crypto space, it's amazing. Uh in a report dubbed The Future of Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and Altcoin Trends and Challenges 2018 to 2023, Juniper assessed the challenges of digital currencies with a focus on technical, social, and regulatory concerns. The survey also analyzed such issues like regulatory developments across the market, exchange failure, hacker attacks, and blockchain forking, and their impact on crypto volatility. And they state a bunch of figures. Look, it's no secret. The market's down. Usage is down. Hell, 90% of the, the ICOs that launched in 2017 and 2018 haven't even launched their main nets yet for usage. There is no usage. All And, and they're saying it could implode. What's going to implode? We've already imploded. Like, we we're, already, we're already worse off than we were before the bull trend started in 2017, folks. Like, this, like where, do they, where, where is this supposed to implode to? You figure... The height of the market in January of 2018 was still with nothing but pretty much Bitcoin and like 25 coins that were actually really functional and working and doing anything for anybody. Everything that happened in 2017 into 2018 was primarily based on speculation and hype alone. We didn't have anything then and we don't have anything now, but we're getting to the point where the infrastructure is being laid out for this technology to start blooming. And when it does, I think the use cases are going to continue to go up quite a bit as will the values of these coins. And I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a number of these coins, coins that, that people have invested in that are meeting milestones, continuing their development. I mean, I've got I've got one project I'm an advisor for, and I'm hoping to God they get their shit together and get their demo launched in October because I'm going to have to call them out if they don't. And they know who I'm talking about. I mean, I get what it's like to be, you know, kind of pushed and prodded by your community to try and get something done, but you want to make sure that everything is done right before you push it out because then the fallout of that is even worse. But let's face it, you you, you don't want to quote yourself timelines if you can't meet them. And that's an important thing. A, it shows management skills. B, it shows that you guys are moving forward. And I'm not just talking about that one particular project. I'm talking about the slew of others that are out there that are kind of, they say they have their heads down, they're grinding out the technology, they're grinding out their coding and everything else to try and meet these uh, deadlines. And um, look, I think that 28 or 2019 is going to be the year where we see 
the coins that are doing well in production and development and they're launching main nets and their coin swaps go well and everything's easy and and we see the use cases start to form up we're going to start the whole ico craze all over again but the difference is going to be it's not going to be about bullshit projects making promises it's going to be on legitimate pro uh, projects showing progress and showing the fact that they are here that they're accomplishing all these different goals and making strong partnerships and so forth and so on i think that's what's going to be the craze heading into 2019 i think it's going to be the opposite of 2017 that was just speculation now we're going to have institutional money going into the crypto space which we've already seen and just i mean just so you guys know i'm sure you've seen it already yale invests like 30 million dollars um investment fund <clears throat> i know you guys have seen this already but i wanted to make a point <clears throat> <clears throat> Yale, the university turned hedge fund, bet some of its $29 billion endowment on crypto. Now, if you guys think, look back, I did a video called $280,000 Bitcoin, and I talked about just 5% of the global pension funds going into crypto. And a lot of people are like, you're nuts, you're crazy. Folks, this is official. This is real, and it's already starting. Granted, this is an endowment fund. This isn't a pension fund, but believe me when I tell you, it's all coming. And in the grand scheme of things, let's just say that Bitcoin is the, it does become the one world currency. What are we looking at in the future of value for Bitcoin? What we're looking at right now is we're looking at a lot of regulation. Okay, we're, we're, the space is being regulated. We're, we're going to get some more clarification on tax laws and all that other stuff. I'm sure it's coming soon because it's basically being forced by Congress and everybody else that wants it. So I see that happening. Now, the flip side to that is... The over-the-counter market is like it's 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 said to be about three to four times larger than ex the exchange market with cryptocurrencies. Let's just say Bitcoin. So what the, what that means is three to four times the amount of Bitcoin that you see trading across all exchanges is actually being exchanged, basically rich person to rich person over the counter. Okay. So you're not going to see that activity on these exchanges. But what is going to happen if the SEC and a lot of these, they approved the Bitcoin CBOE fund in February, which I absolutely expect is going to happen in February. Um, let's say that that happens. Well, what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of fund managers. You're going to see a lot of these, these individuals the the over the count once once everybody, once the SEC gives their nudge of approval and says, okay, people go for it. It's going to be freaking pandemonium. I do believe it's going to be pandemonium. Bitcoin's price is probably going to double in an hour, if not more. Everything's Everybody's going to go nuts. But then what, what's also going to happen is you're going to see all of these people that want to invest over the counter, all that liquidity, all of those over-the-counter deals are going to dry up at some point, and it's probably not going to take very long. And once that happens, what do you think is going to have to happen then? Well, a lot of these brokers, dealers, and sellers are going to have to then go out on exchanges to buy Bitcoin to then sell it on their over the, to their over-the-counter partners and their over-the-counter customers. That is going to drive up the value for the retail customer, probably to the stratosphere and into a place that none of us are going to be able to even touch it anymore. And, and the rest is history. And that'll probably be the last time anybody's able to buy cryptocurrency, whether it's Bitcoin or altcoins or otherwise, at prices low enough that you can actually price them in the cents. And at that point, there is a potential 
for Bitcoin to be branded as the one world currency because at that point, one Bitcoin could be worth 50,000 freaking dollars or $300,000 or a million dollars or whatever, and we're going to be dealing in fractions of Bitcoin. And at that point, the Lightning Network will likely, hopefully, have blown up to the point where every Bitcoin transaction is fast and very inexpensive so that it can compete with the Ripples and the Bitcoin Cashes and all these other groups and, and coins that are gunning for its position at number one. That's it. I mean, I don't really know what else to say. If Bitcoin or any one of these cryptocurrencies becomes a one world currency, it's likely um, it's likely a good thing for the market. And it's a, it's a good thing. Like I'm telling you guys, if you have not watched it, you need to go back and watch my Matrix AI video that I did this morning. Um, because that breaks down a lot of stuff that's going on in terms of like global marketing, um, you know, the, the, the Belt and Road Initiative, the $900 billion uh, effort to basically connect continents on a, on a logistics and, and product scale. I mean, it's, it's, I don't even know what else to say. Crow your coins, people. I'm out for the night. 44 minutes. Have a good evening. I'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully we had some fun. I was going to hang out more, but my head is popping and I need to go drink a beer. <laughs> I love you. Miss you. Mean it. I'll see you guys later.